Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast. My name is Monty Walden. My guest today is Luigi Rossi of the Le Volpi Winery in the Veneto region of Italy. You're in the Colli Ugani, which is a very beautiful part of the world. And you are specialized in organics and also vegan and vegetarian wines. Can you explain um, why you are so focused on those wine styles, Luigi? Well, I think uh, this is a trend, uh, an important trend uh, of winery, wineries. Uh, I think in a few years, most of the wineries will be will be producing organic wine. And uh, uh, to me, it is important uh, also the vegan wine. There is not much difference, I mean. Uh, but the reason why I like that is that uh, I think uh, uh, environment and uh, Yes, uh, uh, health uh, of people is very important. So we thought uh, uh, we wanted to invest and we wanted to go further along on uh, uh, this uh, way of thinking. I mean, this year we shall begin the uh, product, uh, not products, but machinery, which don't need any product uh, to, to treat the vineyards. Uh, it will be done by UV, uh, ultraviolet, uh, yeah. And uh, we shall start uh, in a few weeks. And the idea is, uh, I mean, even if uh, even if you don't use uh, chemical things, uh, uh, copper is certainly a heavy metal that uh, prevents the ground to be generous, and uh, it is not good on the health of people. Just going back to the to the vegan um, aspect, so we 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 know that the uh, beef industry is not great for the environment um, in terms of the grain. You know, like I think it's eight kilos of grain produces one kilo of meat. So, is your 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 main thing is not that you don't like eating meat, um, but you don't think that using products from animals is environmentally sustainable as well as obviously not always being good for the animals well believe me uh, i am uh, not uh, an extremist uh, i do uh, not uh, like uh, to exceed in any sort of uh, ideas i don't think it's bad uh, to eat meat eh? but we should eat less uh, i don't think it's bad to eat but we should do uh, more attention on what we do uh, we should leave uh, this sort of world in a better way uh, than we found it to our sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. So when did you start making, um, when did you start, your, your, your estate is um, certified organic. Let's just talk about the estate. Where is your vineyard? What are your main grape varieties in the Koli Ugani? Well, uh, you see, uh, I started the, producing wine as a hobby. And I started with a very small piece of land. So uh, it is the characteristic uh, that uh, 
prevented this area to be an important area on uh, wine business. The small property, because there were a lot of small areas, uh, uh, the families divided in small pieces, the ground and uh, the vineyards, and uh, they had uh, not enough uh, economical uh, situation to produce good wine. I mean, it is uh, wineries uh, are uh, industries which uh, require investments and uh, it is not always easy. So when I started, I bought a piece of piece of land which was small and then another piece and then another piece. And I'm saying this to explain that we don't have one quality of wine but or of vineyards, but we have many, probably too many or too much, uh, quality, uh, too many qualities. And uh, we shall rationalize it in uh, a short while. But uh, at the moment, uh, we keep uh, everything we have bought. So today we have international uh, grapes like Merlot, Cabernet, Carmener as red wines. And then we have, uh, as white wine, uh, here the, the situation is quite different because we have uh, Muscato Fiorderancio, which is typical of the area, and uh, Incocio Manzoni, which is very typical of the area. And then we have some Chardonnay, some Pinot Noir, which we make, wine, we make white wine with. Let me see if there are other important... Uh, I mean, we have some other things. Luigi, in terms of your in terms of your wine range, um, you, you have the the vegan wines, etc. What are your main markets for um, wines that are organic and and vegan? Is it is it Germany? Is Germany your biggest market, or is it domestic Italy? Well, certainly Italy, but uh, we do sell uh, a bit on Northern Europe, uh, where you cannot sell anything if it is not. Uh, vegan or organic. Okay, I would say organic or vegan is more uh, organic is more important than vegan. Is the market for those kind of wines growing? Well, uh, I think uh, in few years we shall only see organic wine. Uh, this is because uh, uh, customers are always more uh, asking. And uh, they want to have uh, a safer and a better quality. Um, and is it? And who's who's drinking them? Is it mainly? Is it mainly ma- uh, male uh, males or females? Both, I would say both. Uh, and when you started um, making those changes, obviously you're the boss. But ha- what did your employees, your staff, uh, think about that? And even your family and friends, when you would maybe get invited by your friends for a lunch and you obviously you're a winemaker right so you can turn up with a lovely three or four bottles of wine and you turn up with vegan wines what do they say do they oh my god i'm not having that or do they say how interesting <laughs> well at the beginning there were uh, most of the people were thinking that uh, organic wine was not as good as the traditional one and then they realized they were making a mistake but uh, you see what other people thought uh, it was not so important for me. When I believe in something, I try to follow it until uh, until I can. Okay. So 
Um, in terms of, we talked a little bit about um, markets. How about the domestic market in Italy? Is that, you know, it's quite a sort of carnivorous country. The question was um, in the Italian market, the domestic market for organic wine and vegetarian and vegan wine. Is that a market that is still quite underdeveloped in, in your view? And we have a lot of organic wine shops around us in where I'm in Montalcino with, um, you know, organic toothpaste and, and all sorts of body care products. What about the, uh, the, um, vegan and, and, uh, the vegan and vegetarian wines? I believe that uh, in this moment uh, the demand uh, for organic uh, and uh, vegan wine is increasing a lot. I see a lot of uh, competitors around uh, converting their production to organic uh, and vegan. So I believe uh, that it is a trend that will not go back. Uh, and uh, I believe uh, in, uh, in the future uh, we shall have stricter uh, situation where the, the, the rule will be stricter because... Uh, we shall think more to the health of the people and to the quality of the ground and the environment. So let's just go through, talk about some of the wines that you, that you make. Um, you make a Veneto Bianco, Bianco delle Volpi, which is a Sauvignon Blanc Manzoni Bianco, a Moscato Giallo. That's, that's an interesting, interesting blend with two aromatic grapes and one very un-aromatic grape. Uh, what do you drink that with? Well, uh, and those are the three main uh, white grapes uh, we have. So we develop them as a, a single blend, uh, but then we also make uh, uh, the, the white of the Volpi, which is a blend uh, of the three uh, mixed. Um, it's a sort of uh, th- something we feel and we try to transmit, uh, uh, but those are our tastes. So I imagine that's a, a wine for everyday drinking. It's uh, you know, it's light, fresh, fruity, easy to drink. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, let's say that the uh, terroir around here makes uh, uh, very much uh, salty full of taste and aromatic goods. And you have in all kind of grapes, the flavor of orange flowers and lemon flowers and salvia, I don't know how to translate it. But you have, you're on volcanic soil, aren't you? You're in the Kori Ugane, the Uganian hills. So that must have an effect on your wines, yeah? Absolutely. I mean, it's... If you drink uh, one of those wine and you drink uh, the same vineyard produced in a few kilometers from here, it's completely different. So you like that saltiness, um, and it makes I guess it makes the wines a little bit more appetizing and and um, better better with food as well. Let's say that uh, I love this area, which is uh, not so well known, but uh, I have made uh, my house close to here. And I think that uh, uh, also the grape are enjoying the, uh, how do you say, panorama, the, the landscape and the, and the terroir, the, the mineral tea of the, of the ground. So 
I believe there is a magic uh, uh, situation between uh, the beauty of the landscape, uh, the beauty of uh, uh, the, the trees, the bushes, and the quality of the ground, and uh, those grapes that grow with a very special taste, even if they are the same uh, uh, quality. So you make a red wine called uh, Veneto Rosso EGT, and it's called uh, Sei Mesi, or Six Months, and it's aged in oak. What's that made from, and why do you call it Sei Mesi, Six Months? Well, uh, let's say that I took uh, the idea of cheese, uh, but not only cheese, also ham. Uh, when they sell you, they tell you uh, how many months uh, uh, those products have been uh, uh, invecchiati, invecchiati. Aged. So uh, I've taken the idea and uh, all the, in all the line we have uh, the months of l'invecchiamento. Uh, yeah, the aging, yeah. Seasoning. The, how many years of seasoning, how many months of seasoning we have uh, uh, for the wine. So the, the, the name of the wine is six months, eight months, uh, uh, 12 months, uh, uh, 24 months, uh, and 36 months. So, and you make, um, yes, yeah, so you do the, uh, you do a Merlot with um, eight months. And you say that the Merlot comes from Mount Rusta and Mount Peraro. Are they, are they both volcanic as well? Are they volcanic peaks, those, those areas? All uh, the group of hills around here are volcanics. And uh, they are similar. What is, a good, what is your favorite um, food dish with the Cabernet Franc? What do you like having with the Cabernet Franc? Let's say... Uh, a goulash, a roast meat, some very strong cheese. Do you have any cheeses from the area that are, are, are quite spicy, quite strong in flavour? Uh, yes. Uh, on the area, uh, restricted area around here, uh, no, but uh, a bit wider, we have a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, strong cheese. Uh, what about the, um, the final wines, the... Um you make the Colli Ugani Fiordarancio, which is a very sweet wine. Can you tell us what that is made from? Which Moscato is it made from? And how sweet is it? Uh, well, uh, Fiordarancio is not necessarily sweet. We produce some very dry Fiordarancio, which is my preferred wine. It is a, a, a white wine, very aromatic, which is fantastic with uh, uh, asparagus. I don't know how to say aspar asparagus. Yeah. It's fantastic with oysters and fish, but uh, uh, also as aperitif. And uh, uh, we make it in many different uh, ways. So we make uh, the sweet ones sparkling. So we make uh, the pasito. We make uh, the dry one, as I was describing. We make uh, the sparkling wine, Metodo Classico. So for the sparkling wines, you make a Prosecco DOC Brut Extra Dry, 100% sorry, 100% Glera. Um, when you say extra dry, what do you mean by that? 
Well, there is a disciplinare which says how many grams of sugar you have to have. And we put ourselves just on the middle, uh, not, too, not too sweet, though. I mean, is there a big difference between the, the brut extra dry and the extra brut, those two prosecco? Well, we, yes. Uh, uh, now I don't remember exactly the, the number of uh, gram of sugar there is, but uh, uh, on the extra dry, I believe there is uh, five, six gram of sugar per, 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 uh, per liter, while on the other one you go to the 10, 12. And what about the spumante? You make um, Coriugane Fior d'Arancio Spumante Dolce D.O.C.G. Fior d'Api. Which is um, uh, the apia, the um, bees. How, how sweet is that one, that Moscato Giallo? The sparkling one is quite uh, sweet, but the sweetness of that Moscato is balanced by a very good acidity, very high acidity, which is compensating the sugar left. Uh, and uh, so you have uh, a wine for. Dessert, which is sweet but not uh, too sweet, uh, uh, Fiordape, uh, sparkling Fiordape, has 11 grams of sugar per liter. And uh, uh, we choose the name Fiordape because, uh, uh, especially on the dry version, not sparkling, people. Uh, didn't believe that it was a dry wine. So we had to choose, uh, instead of Moscato, we put uh, Fiordape as the uh, name of the bottle. And uh, this is the, the reason. But uh, uh, this is the only really typical wine of the area. And uh, it is an important wine. Yeah, and the, well, the pasito, the, the still pasito, has about 120 grams of residual sugar, which is obviously pretty, uh, pretty sweet. Okay, is there anything else? Is there anything that we've missed? May I, may I say something about the red wine again? I think that the best expression of the area, in any case, is the red wine, which comes through the quality of wine. Uh, Merlot and Cabernet are the, 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 the best product of the area. And uh, cutting them together as uh, Taglio Bordolese, we can make uh, a very good product. Uh, this is a bit the characteristic of the area. Um, okay. Just like to say thanks to my guest today, Luigi Rossi of the Le Volpi Winery in the Veneto in the Colli Ugani on those wonderful volcanic soils. It's been a pleasure to meet you. I thank you very much. We wish you and your team every success in the future. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya FM and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production and publication costs. Until next time, cin cin.